Hello, and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Hello, welcome back to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast. Today, we are diving into our first saint of our saint series, Saint Gianna. And today we have an incredible guest. Her name is Jennifer Nelson, and she is the founder of this ministry called the Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics, which is a ministry um, all surrounded by the intercession of Saint Gianna Beretta Mola. And it's such a beautiful story. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I have been deeply impacted by this ministry. Um, But kind of the gist of it is that she sends out these relics, these prayer cards um, to anyone who requests them and fully believes and has seen tons of miracles through St. Gianna's intercession through these relic prayer cards. So it's incredible. I can't wait for you guys to hear her whole story, how this came to be, how St. Gianna's family literally like came into her life, all of these crazy things. So it's going to be awesome. But before we dive into that, we have to start with our current favorites, of course. So Tori, I will let you kick us off. Okay. So this, I am almost positive has been a current favorite of mine in the past, but it's a current favorite of mine right now. And it's the Yazo ice cream bars. I think that's how you pronounce it. I know we've talked about these in the past, um, but specifically the salted caramel flavor. It is so good. I it, treat myself to it. Well, I have been treating myself to it almost every night after dinner when I have had craved something sweet. And um, I get, I don't know how healthy it is, but I guess it could be a better alternative than your typical ice cream. Cause I think it's frozen yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's been a great summer treat, um, that I've been enjoying. I love it. I think the last time that it was your current favorite, the flavor that you liked was the mint chip. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're switching Thank it up you know. on them. There you go. I love it. Okay. My current favorite is a product. And I don't think I've talked about this before on the podcast. It's actually Bloom's sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I put sunscreen on her pretty much every single day. Cause we're outside a lot of the day during the summer. And this brand is so great. It's called think baby. Think like thinking in your brain, um, baby. And it's a non-toxic, like very well-formulated sunscreen. It's very effective. The the brand or the bottle that we have, I don't know if they have different strengths, but the one that we have is SPF 50. And I love it. I feel like it's done a great job. She definitely has like a summer glow, if you will, um, but she has not got burnt once this summer. And so I very much trust this brand. Like I said, it's really great ingredients because a lot of sunscreen is like highly, highly toxic to many different systems in your body. Um, And so that was one big thing that I was like trying to find a really good sunscreen. And this one is completely non-toxic. So highly recommend that brand. You can get it on Amazon or wherever, but yeah, think baby. That's a good, good tip. I feel like I'm 
buying sunscreen like that's clean is sometimes can be hard all the hidden ingredients yeah yes for sure Okay. Well, I am so excited to dive into this discussion about St. Gianna and the Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics. So here we go. All right. Well, welcome Jennifer to Sacrifice of Praise. We are so delighted that you're here with us. So can you, first of all, just introduce yourself to our listeners and maybe just kind of give like a quick intro of what Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics is, maybe just like high level and we can kind of dive in further um, as we go along. Absolutely. So My name is Jennifer Nelson. I'm the founder of an international ministry called the Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics of St. Gianna. Uh, The ministry kind of began in 2009 in a very small scale. Uh, I was personally affected uh, through the intercession of St. Gianna with uh, my first daughter, Gianna. And so I was so thankful for the saint interceding for me. And I saw like the power of her prayers. So I started to just like tell people about her uh, and her life story. Um, I then was gifted a second class relic through uh, miraculous circumstances, which I guess we'll get into a little bit later. Um, so I began touching holy cards to that relic and then just giving them around in my community to women who were experiencing trouble pregnancies or illnesses, cancer, things like that, and who just needed prayer. Um, so as I started to see like the women that I would lend my relic to, or that I'd give these cards to, I'd get all these like messages back of like, you know, oh, I'm expecting, or, you know, I haven't held a baby, uh, to term. And I'm like, this one woman lost, uh, two babies in her third trimester. And I lent her the relic and she had like a healthy baby boy. So I saw all these beautiful miracles. And because I saw them, I was like, we have to do more. Um, and I actually lost that relic, which we could get into later. But when I lost that relic, uh, God connected me with St. Gianna's daughter, who then gifted me 15 of the same kind of relic that I lost. And um, when I got those relics from Italy, I heard the words Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics in my head. Um, and so it began a global ministry where now we're on six different continents. I have 28 uh, women volunteers who send holy cards free of charge to whomever asks for them. Uh, we have them printed in five different languages. They're in English, Spanish, um, the Filipino language, which I think is called Tagalog. And then we have Arabic and Portuguese. So um, that's kind of our, our ministry in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. I mean, that if that doesn't show God's amazing work, I don't know what will. That is yeah. so incredible. So. Let's back up just a little bit. Yeah. How did you personally come to find or know of St. Gianna or maybe like, how did she find you? Yeah. What's the story? What's that story of what led you to her? Sure. Yeah. So, um, at 16, actually I was diagnosed with severe endometriosis and had to have immediate surgery. And my doctor told me, um, you may not have any children if you wait past 25. And I was 16, you know, you're not thinking about like, oh, I have to have a baby at 25. Like, so Um, That was really devastating for me because I always wanted to be a mother. So um, I was really sad about that, Um, but went through high school, got into college, met the love of my life, Derek. Uh, We got married in 2003, and I was halfway through a master's degree in corporate and public communication when I felt called to study theology, like a clear calling from God. Um, I heard the words study theology, like loudly during a meeting I was having at Seton Hall University. And so I was like, okay. So I made a meeting with the dean um, because it was so weird and so out of the blue. 
So I made an appointment with the dean and she was a beautiful woman named Diane Trafflett. Um, it's funny that today is the Edith Stein feast day because she's a scholar on Edith Stein. So, um, but I was sitting across from her and I told her that I feel like God wants me to be a mother, but that my timeline is kind of narrow. And I was 24 at the time. And I was like, how am I going to start and finish a degree and start a family? And I'm so confused. And maybe I should just finish this other master's program. And she takes out a brochure from her desk and she slides it across and she goes, this is St. Gianna. She's a new saint. She's a doctor, wife, and mother. And if she could do all that, you can do this too. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the beginning for me. So I, I went over to adoration with my little new booklet about this beautiful saint smiling with her baby on the cover. And I prayed and um, I went to my back to get um, a pen and there was a magnet in my bag that I just had thrown in my bag um, from mail that I received. And the magnet, when it when I went to get my pen, it turned over and it was Our Lady of Guadalupe who was pregnant. So I was just like, right in that moment, I just got flooded with that piece that God was like, I'm going to take care of all of this because I want all of this. So just like, trust me and go for it. And so I did. <laughs> and that's kind of how I met St. Gianna or how she found me. And then my devotion to her just kind of took off from there. I just like relate to your story so much in so many ways. Like I similarly was told, like, I have a very short timeline of like potentially getting pregnant. And then God has like used so many saints, St. Gianna being one of them mm -hmm. um, to just like you know, tear down that wall of like what the doctors have said. Right. Tiana has been a great one. Like you said, she's a doctor. And so she has been a great one for just going through infertility and going through those medical appointments and all of those different things. Like she's just so, she's just so helpful. And she's just so, she's very present. I feel like she's yeah. one, like similar to St. Therese. I feel mm -hmm. like she's very, um, she really reveals herself to you. Yes, I agree. I think too, like something you just pointed out, one of our very first followers from India was um, infertile for six and a half years and unexplained infertility. And so I said to her, instead of praying that you get pregnant, let's pray that we find a medical professional that can help you and get to the root of why you're not getting pregnant. And so she contacted me like three months after that and said, I found this doctor. They found this issue. I'm going in for surgery. Um, we'll see what happens. And lo and behold, she had her daughter, like, I think less than two years later. So, um, you know, St. Gianna, uh, people ask me, like, when I help them set up like this kind of smaller scale ministry at their parishes, they ask me like, oh, can you only pray to her for like pregnancy or childbirth or, you know, causes that have to do with pro-life? And I'm like, she's a doctor, <laughs> like mm -hmm. pray to her for any ailments, like ask her intercession to Jesus. Like she knows like what ailed her patients spiritually, physically, like she wanted, that's why she became a doctor because she wanted to help the corporal and spiritual side of people. So yeah. St. Gianna isn't just a saint that I pray for her intercession for like, you know, health stuff. It's like St. Gianna, I'm having this problem in my family. St. Gianna, like, you know, I don't know what to do about this situation. She's really become like an older sister to me that, you know, I just pray and ask her like, Hey, can you pray for these particular things that are wearing heavy on my heart? And I feel like she always comes through. Like I have a situation I'm praying about right now. And as I was like nursing my son to sleep, I was like, Oh my gosh, like 
it was just like this thought just popped into my mind and it had to do with St. Gianna and Pietro. And I was like, wow, like there it is, you know? So she's not just a saint for those particular few causes. I feel like she, you know, wants to be involved in and praying for women and whatever situations they're going through in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. She's one. Yes. I totally 100% agree. She is so wonderful for any ailment. Right really any prayer question even for working moms like that are struggling like to balance that have that work-life balance and like you know um i i was getting a master's degree after i had my daughter gian i was finishing up that degree pregnant with my son gabriel like i'm a director of religious education right now like i know like it's it's a struggle to like juggle all these things and so even for those things like she knows she was there she understands so totally it's yeah, a beautiful um friend, beautiful lifeline to have. Yeah, sure. true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's dive in a little bit to the Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics. How you kind of mentioned a little bit mm-hmm. briefly at the beginning, but can you maybe dive into the story of like how you came up with the idea? Mm-hmm. And also you mentioned again at the beginning, um, you know, you had a second class relic that you touched these prayer cards to. So can you kind of explain to maybe people who don't know about like how that works, um, yep. what the relic, what relics are. Yeah. 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 Okay, sure. So, um, so I'll just talk about how I acquired it first. So, um, I was studying in the seminary and one of my professors whom I loved, um, Monsignor Jerry McCarran, he baptized our daughter, Gianna. Uh, he was my husband's spiritual director when he was converting to Catholicism. So he knew us very well. Um, so our daughter, Gianna, at about seizures. So we brought her to her pediatrician. They said, bring her to a neurologist. Um, so the day of her neurology appointment, I texted Father Jerry, your Monsignor McCarran, and I said, can you please pray for our daughter, Gianna? We have to bring her to a neurologist. We think she's having seizures. So he's on a plane back from Rome. He was in an uh, ecumenical meeting. So he takes out his rosaries right after he reads our text and he starts praying. And he's sitting next to a man on the plane who said, Father, I saw you read a text and then took out your rosaries. Is there an urgent intention I can join you in prayer for? So he said, yes, please pray for baby Gianna. Her parents think she's having seizures. She's at the doctor's. He goes, father, Gianna. And he said, yes. He goes, I can't believe it. These are for you. So he goes into his bag and he pulls out second class relics of St. Gianna. And he said, I was just at the dedication of her shrine in Milan, Italy. He goes, give these to the family. So then... Monsignor McCarran comes back. He tells us this amazing news. So we got the relics from him. We prayed with Gianna. And what it ended up being was just she had acid reflux. But since she was so little, she couldn't tell us. So like when she'd eat food, it'd come back up. So she'd like kind of freeze to figure out what was going on and then shiver um, because it hurt her. And then she'd cry. So it was nothing major, but that's kind of how we acquired the relic. Um, And after we got the relic, I said to God, because you gifted this to us, I'm not keeping it for ourselves. Like it's meant to be shared. And because I knew how powerful St. Gianna's prayers were. So then I would lend it to women who had crisis pregnancies or trouble conceiving. And um, as soon as I'd get St. Gianna's relic back, there would be another woman in need who needed it. So I I said, like, she's a working woman. She's like on the move. Like every time I got her back, she was out the door. I was like, St. Gianna doesn't like to stay with me. Like she was always out. So, um, so anyway, I lent her around to like my friends and friends of friends. And, um, I got an urgent request for it and I got an address to drop it off. And I brought it there, left it in the mailbox for the family to get in the morning 
And then um, I never got the relic back after that. And I was like devastated, beyond devastated. And I kept praying for St. Anthony to find St. Gianna. And um, then like after probably like a few months of posting on social media, like, hey guys, can you pray for the return of this relic? I finally said to my husband, like, let's pray that Pietro like goes and finds Gianna. (laughs) So he prayed with me and I got a message from someone who runs like a relic ministry. And they said, well, why don't you reach out to the shrine in Milan and see if they can, can get it to you. So I did. And I said, don't, I don't want another one. I just want prayers for mine to come back. And then a few days after that, I got an email from St. Gianna's daughter herself Um, And she said, I was so moved to read what you've done, spreading devotion to my mom with this relic. Um, And I'm so sorry that it was lost, that I'd like to send you the exact one, but signed by me and a few extras. And so when I got home, there was an envelope with 15 uh, identical relics to the one that I lost. Um, So for relics, um, when we send the letters out, we kind of explain what relics are in there. So relics are are definitely a Catholic thing. <laughs> um, and relics are basically um, holy, I want to call them like holy mementos of um, the saints. So there's different classes of relics. A first class relic is um, a part of that saint. So it could be a piece of their hair, uh, fingernail clippings. Uh, it could be some bone, blood. Like, I know this sounds so weird, um, but that's first class relics. Uh, the second class relics are things the saint wore. So it could be like for St. Gianna's, we have pieces of her dresses, her coats. Um, she was very fashionable. So like I have a little piece of like a cheetah print, something that she would wear. Um, so it's a piece of something that they had on them. Uh, so that's a uh, second class. And then a third class relic is made by touching something to either a first or second class relic, um, which is what we do with our ministry. We all, the sisters, the 28 of us around the world, we have the piece of fabric uh, from one of her dresses that Gianna Emanuela gave us. Uh, We all have holy cards and then we touch the holy cards to the second class relic and then mail those out. So are the the holy cards then um, like blessed by a priest or what makes them holy or what? Yeah. So some of our sisters do get the item, the holy cards blessed by a priest. Like I know Liza in Australia, um, she brings all the cards. Once I ship them to her, she brings them to the priest to get blessed. Some sisters do. Um, I don't have them all blessed in the time. Um, so, and it's a lot to lug back and forth to the priest. So our sisters do um, have that done on their own. Uh, but the relic uh, that we have, when you touch the holy card to the relic, it's considered then a third class. And so that's what makes it kind of like a blessed item, not to be discarded or treated like just lackadaisically. Um, so that's kind of what makes it a holy object. Uh, some of our sisters, our sister in the Philippines, our sister out in Australia, they actually have little um, stickers that they got with cellophane that they put that it's a holy object, not to like just dispose of it. But, um, you know, so we we put in the card, the letters too, that we send out. We just kind of explain where in the Bible relics are. Um, you know, when St. Paul um, had napkins touched to him and then they bring the napkins that they touched to St. Paul to the sick, the sick were healed. So that's kind of where we get the practice of relics as Catholics um, is from that particular, uh, you know, that the apostle was being touched with these and then people were healed just from touching the, the item. Um, but I think that there's something to, uh, 
to say too about relics is that they're not magic tokens. Like I know there's like those rabbit charms that people used to carry around in like high school or whatever. Um, it's not like that. It's not like, you know, oh, I'm sick. I touched this relic to me and boom, oh, bang, oh, I'm like totally healed, right? Like St. Gianna, her famous phrase is whatever God wants. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, sometimes the things or the healings that we're praying for, even with a relic or a holy card, um, aren't uh, cured or healed or whatnot. But the relic and the cards really, um, what they are, are reminders to us of these holy men and women who loves Christ with all their heart. And the one thing really that all saints attain the highest level of holiness is because they didn't love the will of God above their own will. And so that is what these cards and relics remind us of is like, I just look at that piece of clothing and I think to myself, like, what was St. Gianna doing when she was wearing this dress? Like, was she tending to a kid who like was on her last nerve that day? Was she like taking care of a difficult patient? Like, I just think about those things as I pray with relics and think to myself, like, you know, what, uh, what was happening uh, when this saint was wearing this and, you know, how would they respond as Christ would respond, um, to people in their care. So. Yeah. Wow. That's really beautiful and really helpful. I think that clear, it's clear it cleared up like you know if if anyone had questions about what our relics um right it's especially important like you mentioned that it isn't like a magical charm or anything like that um right but yeah that's great so for those who aren't very familiar with who saint gianna is could you give i know we've talked a little bit about what she did but Mm -hmm. um a brief history on who she is and her story. And you said she was a newer saint. So um, assuming she's a modern day saint, just uh, mm-hmm. the details, you know, about her and her life. Yeah. So, oh God, what were you saying, Mary? Also, if you could touch on, I know that she experienced like miscarriage. Yeah. Also, I'm sure you'll talk about her death as well. Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So um, St. Gianna was born in 1922 in Italy. Um, She was the 10th of 13 children. Her parents were third order Franciscans. So Gianna was actually born on the Feast of St. Francis, uh, which is fitting because her parents were Franciscans. And they named her middle name was Francesca um, because of their devotion to St. Francis. Um, Her she was such a devout little girl that she received First Holy Communion at five years old, which was kind of unheard of in that day and age. Uh, So she received communion at five. There's pictures of her first communion online. She's like the cutest, pudgiest little thing. Um, So she after her first communion would go to mass whenever she could. She if she couldn't make a holy mass, she would at least try and get to church for at least 15 minutes of time with Jesus every day. Um, So she was definitely definitely on fire at a very young age for her faith and for the Lord. Uh, She lost her parents when she was in her early 20s. All of her siblings kind of like rallied around her and helped her through her medical school studies. um, And she completed and became a pediatrician. Uh, She met her husband, Pietro, and they got married when she was 33 and he was 43. He was 10 years her senior. Uh, They had children pretty much right away. They had um, three children and then uh, she had two miscarriages after her first three children. Uh, She, it's funny, she wrote her sister, Virginia, who was in the life, had letters to write to her siblings. And um, 
she wrote to Sister Virginia, despite our best efforts, I'm still not getting pregnant. <laughs> and I just had to laugh like at her, like just openness with her sister. I'm Italian too. And it's like, we just lay everything bare. So I was just cracking up at that letter. Um, but so she had two miscarriages and then um, was having trouble getting pregnant again, but then got pregnant with her fourth daughter uh, or fourth child, who was a daughter, Gianna Emanuela. And uh, when she got pregnant, she started having some symptoms and uh, it was discovered that she had a fibroma in her uterus and uh, the doctors wanted to uh, remove the fibroma. But to do that, they would also have had to terminate her pregnancy. Um, and she was a doctor, so she knew like there was other options. So she said, take as much of the tumor as you can, but don't do anything to destroy the baby, you know? so. Um, they did the surgery. She carried her pregnancy to term um, pretty like unremarkably. There wasn't anything like crazy that happened after that. Um, but then she had her daughter, Gianna Emanuela, actually on um, April 21st. It was Good Friday. And then she um, developed sepsis from the cesarean section. She got an infection and then she passed away a week later from the sepsis. So some people think she died because of the tumor or the surgery from the tumor, but it actually was a surgery from the cesarean section that she ended up getting sepsis. And it's crazy too, because her first three pregnancies, she had home births for everybody. And then um, her brother was her um, doctor and helped deliver the babies at home. And then because of the tumor surgery and everything, they wanted her to be more closely monitored. So she had the baby in the hospital. And unfortunately she passed away, uh, from complications really from the cesarean section. So, um, and you know, Pietro was left as a widower to care for the four and, um, his daughter, Marilena died, um, when she was six years old. So he not only was a widower, but then he knew the pain of, of also, uh, losing a child. So he really, he lived to 97 or 98 years old, but he experienced great tragedies in his life as well. And, I know Gianna Emanuela, their daughter, is now trying to promote her dad's cause uh, and trying to get that open. So, yeah, I thought they, they, he's kind of they're trying to get him canonized as well. Yeah, there. That's one thing that I really admire about Saint Gianna mm -hmm. as well that we haven't talked a lot about um, is her marriage. They mm -hmm. just have one of the most beautiful marriages, and there's books about. Um, you know, like including their love letters to each other and mm -hmm. Pietro's prayers for Gianna's to get pregnant and things like that. Mm -hmm. It's just such a beautiful um, example of a faith-filled marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their, their marriage, I mean, they, they got married a little older, right? Pietro is 43. And so they kind of started their life a little later. Um, you know, it's, it's sad. He only had about seven years with her before she passed away. Uh, but their marriage, like one of the things that really was beautiful to me was when they got engaged and right before they got married, the three days before they got married, they did a triduum before their wedding, a triduum of prayer. And they did holy hours and rosaries and masses to prepare themselves for their wedding, which I thought was just absolutely beautiful. Such a beautiful concept um, because you're, you're giving your life over now you're cleaving to this person and it's a vow until death do you part. So they really took that seriously. Um, I loved how St. Gianna asked him, like, if you ever see me sinning Pietro, like, 
tell me to stop, like, you know, be honest with me and I'll do the same. He asked the same of her for him. Um, but I think the other great thing, if you, if you read their love letters in the book, it's called the journey of our love. Um, there was a letter in particular that St. Gianna wrote to Pietro because he had been living at home with his family until they got married. And so the letter was to Pietro, addressed to Pietro and St. Gianna was like, I don't think your mom likes me. And (laughs) it's so funny because I was like, St. Gianna had in-law issues. Like, this is awesome. Like she's, it's just, you know, you read the stories of the saints and you're like, I I love how Father Michael Gately says, like, you feel like you need to eat more glass. Like when you read the stories of the saints, you're like, I can't live up to this. Like, I can't do that mortification of it. But like St. Gianna and Pietro, like they're just so down to earth and just normal, regular, like good people who love the Lord. And I'm like, this gives me for myself, like all these people in my life, like that are just beautiful souls. Like it, it just is inspiring, I think, for, for those of us living the Catholic faith in this day and age. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree. Um, okay, so we could ju- just touch a little bit in- about her life that St. Gianna did experience miscarriage. And I know the Sisterhood of the Traveling Relics, um, you also have kind of a part of your mission is you also send out care packages to those who have had or experienced miscarriage. Yes. Um, so can you maybe kind of explain like what a little bit about those care packages and then what led you to adding that to the mission? Yeah. So um, when I started the ministry, we were getting a lot of like contacts from people who wanted holy cards who experienced miscarriage or stillbirth or child loss. And I had had six healthy pregnancies and six babies. So I would try my best to like tell people I was praying for them, but like I couldn't feel what they felt because I hadn't experienced that loss myself. Um, and so, uh, a year after I started this ministry, I had my first miscarriage and then I had, um, and it was only like, I was only pregnant for a week when I, I lost the baby. Then I had another loss. Um, but that one was 11 weeks along. And then I had another loss, um, two months after that. So I had three miscarriages in a very short amount of time. Um, it's like a grief, unlike anything other, um, Uh, I was surprised at how I handled it. I thought my faith was strong, but I was like five seconds away from being like, see you later, God, like I'm packing it up, you know? Um, So, but my spiritual director came over and gave me the anointing of the sick. I told him my soul is sick, like I'm dying and I need you. And he came over and anointed me and it was like, uh, like a veil lifted and I felt so much better. Um, We gave our baby back to God and um, it was just really powerful So um, shortly after that happened, we had a follower of ours lose her baby, Catherine, at 37 weeks um, in stillbirth. And so um, she wanted to, because we sent her a second class relic to like help her and pray with her and for her. So she ended up um, starting a ministry in honor of her daughter, Catherine, where she made rosary bracelets and she donated them to us to give to other women who had miscarriages. So then um, I went up to Stockbridge to the National Shrine of Divine Mercy, to their Shrine of the Holy Innocence. And they have these beautiful prayer cards that had helped me through my miscarriage. So I asked them like, hey, can I take a bunch of them? So I got a bunch of them and kind of put that with a bracelet. And then someone else who heard that I was doing this then sent me stuff like a palm cross or like a prayer card. And so all these women started coming out of the woodwork being like, I have these to donate for you to put in your care packages. And I was like, 
wasn't really even doing care packages. And that's kind of how it started was that like, God just organically like put all the pieces together. And I was like, all right, God, that's what you want me to do. I'm going to do these care packages now. Like that's part of it. So, um, you know, one of my ministry sisters also who had lost uh, a baby gave, um, chaplets from her rosary company as well. So it was just all these elements just kind of came together. Um, not something I pursued, like whenever I go after something and it's my will, like it always fizzles. Yeah, That's why this ministry is God, because yeah. I'm talking like a flood just ruined where I do all my Gianna work. Like I, I'm, I lost a bunch of elements to the miscarriage care packages. And I'm like, oh, Satan, you're not going to win. Like, I, I know that God wants this pro-life work to happen. Um, and even these miscarriage care packages, uh, so many women have heard about them or received them and loved it. And it brought them so much peace and comfort that they said, I want to do this in my church, help me do it. And so I came up with a spreadsheet of all the things we, uh, provide in it. And then like a little blurb to put in your parish bulletin, um, you know, how to talk to your pastor about bringing this ministry. And so basically we call them the no mom grieves alone packages at parishes. And so, um, you know, a lot of different parishes are now offering them through women who've received them from us or who um, have had miscarriages and just kind of want to start this ministry at their own parishes. So, yeah, well, that is so just so beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I've had three reoccurring miscarriages before. Sorry. No, it's OK. And it's just it's just really hard. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sometimes it's hard to, if you haven't experienced it, I'm sorry. I just need a second. Oh, okay. It's the yeah. things where I always say in the letters I write to women, it's not linear. Like the grief for miscarriages, like I'll be totally cool, like totally fine one minute. And then like the next minute I'm bawling. Like today I'm wearing my bracelet with my baby's initials on them because I had like, um, my scan this morning for breast cancer. And so I was like, I need to feel my babies close that are in heaven. Like I need to know that they're praying with me and for me. And so, you know, I shed some tears today and it's hard. It's until you experience it, it's really hard to like, to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and it's just, it's such a great mission and and a water, what a beautiful addition to add to your ministry. And so many women experience the pains of miscarriage and, and it's not as open, like not as people talk about it. Um, it can be a hard thing to talk about. And so if you experience it and don't know anyone who's experienced something similar, it can feel very isolating and very, um, lonely and scary. And, Mm -hmm. um, you can just feel a little lost with it. And so I, after my second miscarriage, we started being more open to our, our friends about what we've been experiencing. And it's just amazing. Then the people who come forward and has said right. also experienced miscarriage and our, our Catholic friends who have said they, you know, honor and name every single baby that they've mm-hmm. miscarried. It just totally brought us more peace um, right. with it. And this is just such a great option. Mm-hmm. for any parish to, um, include as a way to support these families yeah. who are going through such a hard time. And, um, I, I, I hope, and I pray, and I wish that this is something that can be available, you know, all throughout 
um, yeah. because this is, it's needed. I mean, one in uh, the thing that I write in the letter to talk to your priest about is one in four women experience miscarriage. So if you have 200 women in your parish who are married, um, you know, how many of them have experienced miscarriage? Uh, tons. And so you want to be able to accompany people in like this, this loss, because, you know, if somebody loses their spouse or a child, like, and they're, they die, like you see that physical death, right. But miscarriages happen. We're alone. We're maybe at home or we were at the hospital. Like, you don't know, because a lot of times too, we don't, we don't share that we're pregnant until later. So you don't know all the women who've, who've walked this path. Um, but I think that that's something beautiful too, about St. Gianna is she walked that road. Um, so she knows that pain herself. And, um, like at our parish, we got a first class relic of St. Gianna from Gianna Emanuela. I know in North Dakota, the maternity home, they have a relic. And I actually met a beautiful woman, Whitney in, um, North Carolina, who I got connected, uh, with Gianna Emanuela, who got our relic at their parish there. And she has a ministry where she also does miscarriage care packages. Um, she made me the personalized bracelet with my kids initials on them. So she has a really active ministry. They actually are a 501c3. Our ministry isn't, um, but she's a 501c3. It's called Lily of the Valley Ministry. And they specifically do miscarriage care packages. Like that's like their big um, charism is sending out these, these care packages. So um, she had a son who died in utero who had um, lots of genetic issues. And so uh, she wants to help women specifically through losses like that, stillbirth, miscarriage. So, yeah. yeah that's so wonderful. Um, and it's great that you offer these through, it doesn't, it's not restrained to just your local community. You no. offer this to women all across the world. And um, so if there are women who are listening to this or might know of someone who would be interested in one of your relic holy cards or mm-hmm. um, a miscarriage package, how can they... Um, access that or how can they request one? Yeah. So we, um, send out the, the relics. We have a website. It's called traveling relics of St. Uh, and I'm sure you guys could post that up in the like description of the show, but people click on there. It goes, re- there's a request a card section. So you click on that and the request a card, you put in your address, your name, and then what I do is I have like a, a spreadsheet of all my sisters in which states or countries they handle. And so then I, I forward all the requests as they come into the different sisters and then they mail out the holy cards. Mm-hmm. As far as the miscarriage care packages, um, we do kind of have limited supplies on those because we fill them, don't like have no nations in and I've used all the money to fulfill like what we put in them. Um, I sometimes have to put a pause. Uh, but those, if we say on our website, if you've had a recent miscarriage within the last month, um, you can either request it for yourself or you can request it on behalf of someone else. If you request it on behalf of someone else, we do ask for $6 to, to fulfill the shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, all the items that are there probably cost around $30, but like the packaging, the cards, the gifts, but we don't charge for those. We only charge for shipping if you're requesting on behalf. If you've suffered the miscarriage yourself, we don't ask you to pay for it. We just send it. Yeah. And then we can also link that um, Lily of the Valley. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. As well for others who, um, you know, if they've experienced miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Um, they, they, like I said, are a 501c3. So if anybody contributes, um, you get that, that um, tax document. 
Uh, we kind of just are surviving right now on um, donations coming in uh, through the ministry. I am a homeschooling mom, seven kids. My youngest is five months. I do not have the time to like apply for 501c3 status. So um, that might be eventually in, in God's plans for us. But so far, he's sustaining us. Like when I sent one time I sent all the holy cards all over the world and it was $500 to mail everywhere. And that was like, I, I had just enough in my account. And so I sent it out and it was all gone. And I was like, God, if you want this to keep going, you need to help me. And then I ended up um, having something else I had to order and it was like $300 or something. And then I got like exactly the amount that I needed, like a few days later. So God's literally when I'm like, all right, God help. We're running out. It's like, it's like, he's like a dad that you go and be like, I'm going to movies. Can you like, give me dollars? it's like, God just like opens his wallet. And he's like, boom, 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 here, this is what you need it for. And, and just provides. And that's why I'm like, no matter how hard or stressful or crazy it gets, I'm like, this is not of me. Like this is God's work. And I just have to give my fiat. So when people say like, how can I pray for you? I'm like, pray that I keep saying yes. Like pray (laughs) that I just have the grace to like, keep going when like tons of things get thrown at me. So yeah. We understand that pretty well. (laughs) Um, Well, just final question for you. Uh, obviously St. Gianna has impacted your life in a million ways and so many others lives through you. Um, But what would you say is like the most impactful thing that you have learned or carried from St. Gianna? Uh, I think definitely it's something that I heard yesterday. Hallow is doing a great um, series on her right now. And they, they talked about her quote, um, uh, what God wants, when God wants, how God wants, whatever God wants. And uh, the end of that is never force the door. Uh, and that's in regards to God's will. And I feel like that that's something that I used to do all the time was like, I would try and like push these doors open that I thought God wanted me to walk through. I called myself like a God getter. I made up that phrase because I was like, here, God, I'm going to show you, I love you this way or that way or this way or that way. And like, just be running around in circles until I pass out. And then I'm no good at all for his kingdom. So, um, so for Gianna to say like, whatever God wants and never force the door, it made me realize that if God wants me to do something right, it'll be done unto me according to his word, right? Unto me, not me doing unto for God. It's like, be it done unto me. So I've kind of like learned from St. Gianna that like, if God wills me to be doing something, to be encountering with someone, he will open the door for it to occur. I don't have to try and push. I don't have to try and force miscarriage care packages were a prime example. Like all these people are just like, here, these are for your care packages. I'm like, I don't offer care packages, (laughs) you know? And it was like, okay, I guess I do. I guess this is what God wants. So I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned from St. Gianna is that um, never force the door and also living holy the present moment um, is something that she always did. And so to see each moment that God puts ahead of you is an opportunity for um, personal sanctification in the trials. And then, um, also just that Christ is in every person you're serving, um, your children, your spouse, your professor at college, um, you know, the grocery store clerk that looks like they're having a bad day. Like 
God is there. Um, we have opportunities like St. Gianna did to tend to the personal and spiritual well-being of people that God brings in our lives. So I think that's like kind of the biggest lessons that I've learned from her. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful discussion. And we, um, we talk about infertility and miscarriage and babies a lot on our, (laughs) and so we have a lot of listeners that I know are just going to like, love your ministry. and Praise um, God. Yeah. Just be really blessed by this episode. So we're so thankful that you said yes to this and that you um, gave us your time. We always end our episodes in prayer. And so I thought it would be fitting to end in the prayer from your prayer card, which I do have memorized because I I don't even have it memorized. So you're good. (laughs) Well, okay. So we, we say it every single night, um, but one night I couldn't find it. And so Bobby, my husband was like, just try and say it. I bet you can do it. And I, I had it down, but I do have it in front of me because I don't want to mess up. So I know that's like me. I pray the rosary every night, but then when I got on many Hail Marys at a time, I was like, how do you say the apostles creed again? Like it's so (laughs) so true. It's so true. (laughs) Okay. Well, we will go ahead and end in prayer. Okay. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Father, we praise you and we bless you because in St. Gianna Beretta Mola, you have given and made known to us a woman who witnessed the gospel as a young person and bride, as a mother and doctor. We thank you because through the gift of your life, her life, we learn to accept and honor every human being. Lord Jesus, you were for her a privileged reference. She was able to see you in the beauty of nature. As she questioned her choice of life, she was searching for you and for the best way to serve you. Through her married love, she became a sign of your love for the church and for all men and women. Like you, Good Samaritan, she stopped at the side of every sick person, of the small and the weak. Following your example, she lovingly offered up her life while giving new life. Holy Spirit, source of all perfection, give also to us wisdom, intelligence, and courage, so that following St. Gianna's example and through her intercession, we may serve every person in our personal, family, and professional life and thus grow in love and holiness. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye. Bye.